Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Cantina Mekis podcast, podcast that deals with the world of soccer, mainly Mexican soccer, but we do touch about other other aspects of the beautiful game in other parts of the world. Uh, for those of you that are listening to the first time, uh, we're happy that you're with us. For those of you longtime listeners, as always, we appreciate your patronage and your loyalty. My name is John Jagu. Glad to have you with us here on the Cantina Mekis podcast that we are broadcasting, podcasting, excuse me, live every Thursday night as we, as we are wont to do, uh, trying to get back to our, I guess what I would call a summer schedule before things get super crazy for us again in the fall and winter where we'll have, uh, uh, Gorilla Cantina Mekis podcasts, uh, you know, that could happen anytime. Right? We'll talk about that, uh, a little later on, but we have a, a lot to get to. Well, uh, we have a couple of, uh, Pressing topics. We have a fallout from the final. We're going to talk about uh, fracaso de los sub-20. And uh, we're also going to talk a little Gold Cup as it starts getting uh, closer and closer. And uh, the implications of uh, of all of that. So uh, without further ado, let's jump right in. But I can't do that before first introducing the other member of this particular podcast, uh, the the second half, the, the better half, I think, of the of, of the gentleman. <laughs> Joera Seves joins us from Irvine, California. I am in Lago Vista, Texas. Joel, buenas noches, señor. Greetings, John. I just found some, out something interesting a few minutes ago. Well, hang on a sec. Hang on. Hang, is this no, 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 not football no. related? Oh, not football related. Nah. I was, I was looking at the Irvine Standard, and it said that um, Irvine houses uh, Taco Bell's corporate headquarters and their test kitchen. So I'm not too far from the birthplace of the Enchurito, the Quesalupa, and Doritos Tacos Locos. You know, for somebody who, who mashes, because Spanish is so easy to mash words together. <laughs> Like, here's as an example. We have a, a my wife, her her dearest friend. Uh, her, her name is Charisma Machado. So because she has the cha and charisma and and, and the macha in, in in her last, you know, my ma, ma, machado. I I call her and affectionately, mind you, la cha macha. <laughs> and uh, and she thinks it's hilarious. I mean, and so the enchilado, you know, is you 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 have an enchilada, you have it. Burrito, so it's it's a very it's a very easy way to mishmash some words. I well, didn't know that's what it stood for. It it just in chorito was like to me it was like an enigma wrapped in a riddle. Right. I don't know what I was eating. But well, was do you remember? Do you, do you remember back back in the day when they when they cared? Well, when they were a little more uh, cavalier with their ingredients, and they used to put all the black olives on because you know you can't you can't have Mexican food without black olives. Yeah, that's that's you're going pretty far back there, you That's um, right. That's right. I remember. I don't know if I ever had something with the black olives, but I do remember seeing them. Did I don't know about in Texas, but but did you guys have those like what were they called, pop and taco? I I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what you're talking about. The the what? It was called pop and taco. It was like one of the. It was um. It's it's actually um. Pup, P U P, oh, and okay. then the letter N, right, uh, and then taco, 
No, y'all have y'all have uh, Del Taco, if I'm not mistaken. And Del Taco, frankly, is uh, is, is, is they use a spectrum of ingredients that I'm not particularly a fan of. <laughs> no, I, I don't really go there. Uh, well, I, I I went there once. Actually, it was in Utah, but I figured that they were also in California because the name like that, you know. But uh, yeah, it was not uh, not what I was expecting. I'll just uh, you know I, I don't want I don't want to upset our, our friends at Del Taco because. You know, frankly, if Del Taco came calling and said, hey, what if it was the Del Taco Cantina and make his podcast? I think all of us would go, where do we sign? So <laughs> That is true. Yes, but however, is- however, yeah, 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 absolutely it's true. So we have, we have, we have, uh, uh, let, let's start, Joel, if you don't mind. Uh, uh, and thank you for that information about, uh, so yeah, <laughs> so how, how far are you from the, from, from the, the, the uh, Taco Bell worldwide headquarters? I No, I don't know. I just... I just I read it in the this is like newsletter we get. So should should we should we be thankful or should we be that 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 that, that Irvine is the is the uh, the home of of Taco Bell? They must you know they must they must employ a lot of the uh, the Irvine community. So you know they're 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 helping out. Yeah, I, I didn't even know. So they're talking about. Anyway, back to back to back back to football. Uh, football. Football, yes. I don't have to just just one last thing. I have to I have to make. I I'm a big fan. I am a big fan of the Enchirita. You, <laughs> I'm have to yeah, yeah. I'm have to go get one after this. Yeah, because because all the uh, all the Enchirita is is a combo burrito with sauce poured on top. I mean, let's be honest. That's what it is. But but we uh, where we are going to move on. We are moving on. Uh, fall off in the final. So, so Tigres Joel won their won their their seventh final overall. It was their fifth final of the decade and their fourth uh, since 2015. And uh, a very reasonable claim to consider that that, that this decade has been that the you know la década del tigre. I don't think anybody can deny that. It you know there's you know it's uh the, 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 this was their time to shine you know they they had things went well for tigres uh, over the over the past uh 5 years i mean i mean it really should be a model franchise for uh, or model club for 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 liga mekis teams especially lucrative liga mekis teams to follow uh and and, and to me the, the big one is don't fire your coach you know you know let let, let, let your coach stay there for a bit yeah i mean he's getting the job done uh, I know the criticism has been over style. Who I mean, it's like, <laughs> do, do you think Tuca cares or, 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 or Tigres fans care that, you know, I'm not going to celebrate this title as much because frankly, I didn't like their style of play. So I'm not going to say as much as, as much as the others. What did they have? Three, three league titles before he joined? <sighs> Two. They have seven, so he's, he's has he has five. He personally wow. has seven, because in addition, Hoy, and this is why I've never understood why people want to. In addition to his his uh, his five titles at Tigres, he won one at uh, at Pumas in two thousand nine, yes. and then of course they they celebrated by letting Tuca go to Tigres the very next season, as uh, <laughs> as, as Pumas is wont to do. And he also, Hoy, if I'm not mistaken, in, in nineteen was it nineteen ninety seven? His in, in his first was it his first gig ever? His first gig as as uh, what what team did he coach with? Chivas. So why yeah. are why are more Chivas fans Tuca fans? Uh, we have selective amnesia. 
because it seems to me how like like the the person who who was able to bring the the Chivas comet into orbit and, and you know and into and, and the earth's orbit so it can be seen from 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 right down here on earth you know that that, that person should have uh you know almost immortal status for for for, for Chivas you know the the way that 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 they adore uh Almeida why? Why isn't there that level of adoration for Tuca? He did the same thing. I guess because it's been, you know, it's been so long. It was, it was like '97. Sure. So it's yeah, fans forget, but Tuca right now, so he has seven league titles. Seven league titles. He's tied with uh, Nacho Treyes as the most winning coaches in Liga MX. And who did Nacho Treyes coach for? Uh, uh, Treyes, he um. He won with Marte. Right. Now no longer. He won with Zacatepec. Um, and then he won with Toluca and finished off with Cruz Azul. I want Zacatepec to be in Liga MX. It, it needs to happen. I hope it you do know who You do know who owns that club. <laughs> well, then you know what? Then, then we should go run that club. It's the lesser of, uh, would it be the lesser of two evils? Well, I mean, I mean, you, uh, how, how on earth can can people allow that to happen? I mean, how how can how can Liga MX allow Santos to come in and run Atlas, which which is essentially what's happening? Yeah. I mean, could you imagine Joel, if 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 Jerry Jones <clears throat> announced the. Uh, the, the the Washington Redskins front office is is, is going to run the, the 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 soccer end of our team. Could you could you imagine that? Yeah, no, we're we're very forgiving at when it comes to football and Liga MX. Yeah. We'll be outraged for a day and then we forget. All right, so. My question to you, Joel, is, 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 is where does this, does this Tigres team deserve to be considered a team of the decade? I, I say they are. Um, I've heard the counter arguments all of a sudden because they haven't won an international tournament. And it's, I find it a bit hypocritical when same, these same, uh, these same journalists would downplay the Conca champions. Right. So, it's only, it's only uh, but, important when they want it to be important. Yeah, but it, but as far as the league is concerned, uh, just just in the country, yeah, they are, they are. Uh, if you want to call them in the region, then yeah, I would I would say they need they need the the regional titles. But just just at home, just just in Mex, they are. I mean, their results speak for themselves. Sure. You're absolutely right. Uh, Tigres is a is a team that uh, that since 2011, and then of course more recently, they they've won. You know, in in, in the two season seasons, they've won one of those uh, every year for the past four years, uh, for four seasons. And uh, you know, they they did one, and 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 the reality is is that they have been uh, for the most of the decade have been contenders. Whether whether they've won finals or not, and you know, Tuca has been to I think it's like was it well he has obviously won seven finals because he has seven 
and I think he he's lost six. But that means he's played. You know, he's 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 coached in thirteen. It's not bad. It's not a bad record. I think I would take any coach who was coached in in, in thirteen finals. Because one thing I've learned about watching soccer, Joel, and 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 and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but usually when when a team plays a final, the other team they're playing is usually really good because they made the final too. So you're not always going, oh, he's, he should be, you know, 12 and 0 in, in finals for us to consider him a good coach. Yeah. And, and when he's been vested, it's, it's by the minimum difference. Right. He's never had like, like, I don't recall at least, I don't recall seeing Tigres get, you know, thoroughly. They, they had their one, handed to them. Uh, I mean, not like they're but like against America in the Conca Champions, I think they ended up losing either uh, 2-0 or 3-1. So it was, it was definitely by more than one goal. But, but I mean, I'm talking like a Toros Nessa, you know, when they when they play that final with Chivas. Norway versus Honduras. Oh, we're saving that one, Joe. <laughs> That's just bad. I'm going to say it's, it's bad what happened to Max, but it could be worse. Way worse. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, but but I'm saying, but uh, you know, we haven't seen them get like thoroughly outplayed. Where it's like the team just crashes bad. They'll get bested, but I mean, not you know, it won't be by much. Right. So. So 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 at that point then I mean I mean at what point do people realize you know this guy's actually been pretty good, but or or is it because well you know it's because he plays this very conservative style when it comes to it. and 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 yet and yet it, it somehow works. So I, I give Duke all the credit uh, for for doing what he did, and he hasn't announced his retirement yet, Hoyer. So it's it looks it's looking like no I, for one more I, shot. No, I was going to. Uh, I would say you were right. Uh, they are gonna gun for that, for that international title. They they are gonna go for the, for the um, Conca Champions, and then there's the other tournament. They recently created one. What is it called? The League Cup or the the League's Cup? Yeah, the League's League. Cup. There you go. Um, but. But yeah, that's that's missing, and and I, I, I don't know if you heard the the quote from uh, from Guignac, and he and he's you know he sounded very Mexican, and he said, "I'm not retiring until I win that pinche really? copa." He said, "He said it's a pinche copa," and I was like, "Damn, <laughs> he's he's really embraced it." I have seen another one where they did a close up, and he's arguing with a player, and you could tell he's telling them, "No mames." I was like, "Wow, this guy is just." Oh, I, I, I told you at the end of the the twenty fifth, so the first three months he was in, in in Mexico. They interviewed him after the after they beat Pumas in the in the final, and he spoke Spanish perfectly. I mean, perfectly. So yeah, it, 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 it's very impressive how how quickly he was able to uh, acclimate to uh, yeah, because you know Monterrey is such a such a tough place to live, Hoy, you know, with all their yeah, you know. You know, fancy, fancy clothes stores and, and, and fantastic restaurants and, and great night scene and, you know, and, 
you know, it's a, it's a, it is a, it, it is a very nice city, Monterrey. So good for, uh, good for Gignac. And, uh, you know, he's obviously braced, you know, I think that he and, uh, and, and, and Tuca are going to have their farewell tours next year. And yes. uh, let's see, see how much, uh, how much silver they can collect on the way. And then who's going to, who's going to bet against them. Yeah, no, I, I do think they're they're gonna they're gonna put all that money into that, uh, not money, but all their marvels into winning that. The Conca commit resources it, to the Conca champions. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what they're gonna that's gonna be their priority. And I mean, they were very close, right? But I, yeah. So I, I think they they could do it. You know, I mean, they already they, they already signed them. Um, Diego Reyes, correct? They have, yeah. and uh, uh, I, I don't know if they. And I know that the, like, there's someone, some players are going to be on the outs. You know, some guys. I mean, they have a lot of. You know, you know, Tigres has the luxury of being able to cut guys like uh, Lucas Serenayan and and Ener Valencia. You know, they're gonna, they're going to sell them to other teams in Mexico, make a pretty decent chunk of money, and uh, yeah, I mean, they'll probably. I got to tell you. If I were if I were a, a promoter, you know the player I'd be trying to get to Mexico for the next season. Who? Thomas. Oh yeah, I was hearing about him. Doesn't seem to be getting much offers. Yeah. Uh, he would be a and he's he's a good player. Um, he's a great player, and he would he be outstanding would. in Liga Mekis. Yeah, yeah. Let's see where, unless MLS beats him to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, 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 this, it'll be an interesting test to see where he ends up, Joel. See, uh, cause I mean, you got, you got a guy who's gonna, what is he? He was, so he's 27, Thomas. So you've got what, uh, you know, two or, you know, especially if he starts slowing down, I mean, he could play a position where, you know, as he starts slowing down, you know, he'd probably end up getting better, you know? You know, I mean, let I me, mean, Ruben Sambuesa's, you know, in his mid thirties and, and he's, and he still has a, uh, you know his, uh, his his shelf life in Liga Mexica. You know he's, he's he's got at least another another set, at least one more season in it for sure. So Hamas kind of a very nice long career in Mexico, very comfortable career. And there's only a handful of teams that can make that kind of move. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Tigres Monterrey. Tigres Monterrey, Club América, and maybe Cruz Azul, and that's it. Yeah, well, you know, it's, I, I can't remember, uh, in recent years, Cruz Azul bringing in like a, you know, like a top caliber player. Uh, you know? Right. It's been a long time since they've, they've, they've brought in a gun like that, for sure. Yeah, Roque Santa Cruz doesn't count. He was already uh, broken. literally was, on one he leg. Was, he was broken okay. Santa Cruz at that point. <laughs> he, he brought him in a wheelchair. Yeah. And and again, no, you know, to no fault. I mean, you gotta love a guy like Roque Santa Cruz to, to be as as uh, you know as, as entrepreneurial and, and still, you know, somewhat, you know, at least uh, you know, you know, be be a presence enough to you know you're gonna score some, but you know, people still respected what he did, even though, like you said, he was like at thirty percent of his capacity. So, yeah, they they do have. Uh, I think it would be. Uh, it would be a smart move for Liga Mekis team to do that, because I think with what the the other part of what you said, uh, as I'm sure some of that is being considered uh, very much, especially uh, on the East Coast. You know, maybe with uh, 
with the new t- with with the new uh, franchise uh, opening up in a part of the country that could uh, really benefit from a player like that, like Inter de Miami. <laughs> yeah, that would be. Uh, or, or what about uh, um, what is it, Austin? Austin FC? No, Austin FC. They've they've got their. Uh, well, you know what? Yeah, did you think MLS would 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 let a player like Hamas go to Austin FC over over over? <laughs> no, I I really do think they would push for for uh, Miami. Yeah. But uh, of course, of, of course, we are. You know, we 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 jest. You know, we're jesting. We're jesting. So it'll be an interesting test if if he does come to this part of the world. I think that those are the two leagues that could that could really benefit from having him. And um, this is a this is going to be a a big test, I think, this summer for 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 both of these uh, leagues to see if who who, who, who could get him because he is available. So where where yeah. where, does, where does he end up, Hoyle? I I think he wants to stay in Europe, so I think uh, that's going to be his main. Okay, so let me ask you. So he would want to he would want to stay in Europe and make less money. Do you think than come to either U.S. or Mexico and make more? Well, I don't know about less because it depends what team what team gets him. I mean, unless you're saying that they would. You know, I'm guessing he's making close to six million. Right. So they, you know, that's but that's you, about do, that's about the is, highest the players. Think, right. But do you think that he would make that for his next team in Europe? Well, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It depends which club. You know, um, you know, he would have to go one, not top three, but just below that. Right. You know, but no, he can't go to a no mid-table team. They, I don't think they would pay him that. No, he'd have to go to a team that, uh, you know, maybe is, is is making a champions run for the first time. So they have a little yeah. extra money to spend. Like, yeah, like let's say he stays in Germany. Maybe if he goes to Dortmund. Right. You know, then, uh, you know, that's just saying. But he still belongs to, to, to Real Madrid. He still, be, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And they need. They need. I don't think Sisu wants him. So, uh, no, yeah, he, he didn't pan out. He was supposed to think, be Ronaldo's replacement. And they need a. Uh, they need that money for Hazard. The Hazard. And that is uh, see, that, that. That to me is the difference between Real Madrid and is uh, Barcelona would never make a move like that. They would never spend that kind of money for a player who's on the. You know who's going to give you diminishing returns instead of increment. You know. <laughs> so seriously, they 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 just they just would never make a move like that. But Real Madrid would, you know, you know, they they, they can make a move like that because you know, they, they, I mean, they they look at it, you know, year by year. You know, if they don't win everything in one year, we're gonna, you know, load up for the next one and try and win everything. So, uh, you know, they they'd be willing to overpay for a year for you know for one good year or two years. But it just didn't work out with Hamas, so he's uh, he has to uh, move on. 
All right, Hoyt. So uh, we're talking about players that, that have been, uh, you know, gone through a process of uh, of development since they've most of them, you know, at the very earliest, 13, 14, maybe some even earlier than that. And, uh, you know, the, these are, you know, out of how many millions, you know, you know the, absolute, the, absolute, the absolute best, you know, the, the professionals. Part of that step uh, process in the journey uh, for some, not for everyone, is, is to play in, in, in the uh, national team, U, U teams, the U17, the U20. And uh, Mexico uh, played and is participating in this uh, spring's uh, U20 World Cup over in Poland. And uh, they were in a group with Italy. They were in a group with Japan and also with Ecuador. So a very difficult group. Uh, a group, I believe you mentioned last week, where uh, all three uh, participating uh, teams did very well in their qualifying. And they had, they had very good qualifying runs. So they're obviously, you know, a, a strong teams. And... Uh, didn't go so well for Mexico. They they lost the first game to Italy 2-1 where they were uh, outclassed and then really outmuscled. Uh, they were outmuscled again uh, by the by the Japanese uh, and they lost uh, 3-0, which uh, at the time uh, I, I think is, is one of the, you know, outside of the, the 3-0 against Sweden and the 6-0 against Germany uh, in the... Uh, in the 1978 World Cup. You know, probably the, the, the worst loss... In a, in a in a FIFA U tournament. Well, I think it's it's the only time that Mike's at the under twenty level has has failed to make a point because uh, they lost all the game. So yeah, I think at the under twenty level, it's the worst. It's the worst showing. The worst showing. So it's the worst showing ever. Yeah. And there was. Uh, I'm not going to say a lot of a lot of finger pointing, but a lot of uh, uh, self examining, a lot of a lot of autocritica by people that aren't necessarily uh, have any kind of knowledge of uh, you know what's you know what, what the reality of the situation is. But you know, everyone has an opinion, and you know we respect that. A lot of people say, well, it's because of it's because of this, or it's because of this. Uh, 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 some people said, you know, there's just not enough. Uh, you know, we can go. We can go. We we talk about this all the time, but but I think the one that that that, that, that seems to have come up a little more, and it's and it's starting to come up from from players even, and other coaches is is the fact that it's not necessarily that Mexico doesn't have talent, it's that they don't have folks to help that talent really achieve a, a, a level of uh, of 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 excellence. And, yeah. Well, uh, not only that, John. I think. As it tends to happen, sometimes you just get it wrong, you know. Uh, so I, th- I think we go. A lot of people, uh, I say a lot of people, a lot of like the media have gone straight, straight for the jugular, you know, and uh, with with the hope we're placing blame. But uh, sometimes you you just you just get it wrong. You put the wrong coach. Uh, that just is not saying the coach is incompetent, but he was just wrong for that job. Uh, and then you, and then the coach can also mess up and, and just select the wrong players. And then to top it off, you, you get a group that, like a group of death or, or with a really, a really strong group. And that's just recipe for, for disaster. But, um, it could happen to anyone. I mean, uh, we've seen world class coaches 
get to the World Cup and not make it out of the group stage. Uh, sometimes with these very talented squads. So I, I think, um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't question the talent so much. Yeah, the team looked bad, but I, I feel there was a, a lot of, like, smaller mistakes, some that could have been avoided. I think this is where having someone like to close overseeing the project would have helped. Uh, and not, not having someone like that, um, so, you know, to oversee and, and make sure. I well, think that hurt the team. Here's the part that I don't understand. Okay. So Gerardo Torrado, and I like Gerardo Torrado. I think that he's yes. going to eventually be an incredibly good executive because he has the, uh, you know, he's, he and he has the the, the smarts. He has the, the ability, and and he understands, you know, what it took as a player to. Uh, and so I think that he could be a very, uh, a very good. But but to to just throw him to the wolves like that from the very beginning to say you're going to be the director of national teams. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you you, you you give that to to La Puente, you know, you know, someone who who understands every level of yeah. Of, uh, of 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 what of what it takes to run a, 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 an organization like that. I mean, what 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 experience does Torrado have in 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 in, in coming up with, uh, you know you know you know hiring a hiring a coach for you know turning and planning and, he, and he's never he's never you know he's never he's only been a part of that as a player. You know, n- n- never another capacity. To me, it's just it it, it boggles the mind that, that that they would throw. I mean, uh, throw somebody like that into that with with, with zero experience. And I th- and I think the world of Gerardo. Don't get me wrong. I think he's gonna one day he's gonna be a really good executive. But he but he asked you you. I mean, that, that's like asking you, Joel, to uh, oh. you know when we finally incorporate and uh, you know you've been uh, you've been a columnist and and, and a writer. And we're say, Joel, uh, uh, we're gonna we 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 we're Cantina Mekis Inc. You are now the CEO. Go do all the CEO stuff. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know where to begin. Um, no, yeah, you're right. You're right about that, Torrado. I don't know what his involvement was with this. Right. We don't know actually. Like. Yeah, we have no idea. So I'm one of those guys who's just making an assumption. You're absolutely huh? right. You're absolutely. Right. We no, have no, no idea what happened. We could, but please continue. No, I'm saying as as far as his function, because uh, you're talking about Torrado Parano for the under twenty. When it comes with under twenty, we we don't they, we don't know who has been calling the shots. I, I was looking into uh, uh, Diego Ramirez when he was. I was trying to look for info when he was presented. Right. And I couldn't find anything. I could, it just said uh, I just saw like two blurbs. A uh, new coach, and this was what he did, but not like an official like press, you know, where you have someone announcing him. Uh, nothing like that. So, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And uh, um, just to go off of Torado, yeah, with this, with this fracaso, the press now has something to go off of. Exactly. And and, and so we got the we got the Gold Cup coming up. And we have like half of the team dropped off, uh, to injuries and other and whatnot situations. Oh, yeah. So yeah, all the, all the lights are going to be there. And yeah, yeah, I think Torrado's going to take some of that, 
might take some of that blame. I mean, it's like, like I really don't know what his function is. Like, what, what is he? You know, what so is I'm, his duty? I'm not mistaken. His, 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 the, the title of his position is director de selecciones nacionales. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You're right. So he's so he's he, he's basically the the Nestor position, right? Oh, damn. Is that what, okay. is that what Nestor was? Yes, yes, he is. Oh, and so wait, because Cantu is leaving. Right. I think he's leaving after the Gold Cup. Yeah. So that's the guy who's going to get sacrificed if things go wrong. So and he's going to get replaced. Uh, there's already some names floating around. I don't I don't know them yet, but I was hearing about it. Um. Okay. Okay. Well. Well, he was well, never. Wait, wait, I, he I was need to never, dial it back. He was never. Uh, I mean, you know, John De Luisa has. He wants his guys in there, and Cantu's not one of his guys. No. Okay. I need to dial it back then on what I was saying about Torrado. I didn't know that was his position. Uh, you know. Right. I didn't know that's what it was, but yeah, I think I think giving him that that you know, because then okay. He's in charge of all of the selecciones. So, I mean, if he appointed Diego, that's... Well, Nacina, before before we go on and talk about that, let's let let us make sure. But I I do believe that's... I thought I I read that. I could be wrong, but I want to double check it. Director Deportivo. So, not Director de Selecciones, Director Deportivo. Okay. All right. There you go. All right. Well, that makes me feel a lot better. I mean... I mean, again, again, nothing against Jorge, but I think that you have to, you know, take the steps to get there. And you know, obviously, the, 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 this is one of the steps. It was, it was a, uh, you know, he was there in yeah. Poland, and he, 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 he saw. He said, "Yeah, we, we did not play well. You know, this, this was not a good performance." Yeah, I think Cantu might be the one of selecciones, but he's leaving. I think yeah. he's leaving. I don't and, know what and, happened. And, and, and frankly, good, you know, again, nothing against the guy, but I mean, it's just, I mean. I mean, did, did, in, in the past 15 years, have you, oh man, Yenwa Cantu really put together a great team, or really, you know, he's just, you know. No, and, and you know, I, I do think, because um, I was reading about about one of the reasons why the Closas left, and they said that, um, you know, he was against uh, Ramirez being appointed as. Man, when, I don't as, know if it's true or not, but uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I will. Yeah, but, but I'm saying, and, and, that's like his specialty, the youth, you know, because he, he, he's worked with that for so long. Right. Um, and, and he does a great job at identifying talent. Um, and, and so if it's, if it's true what was written that he wanted Tena, I mean, who won Olympic gold and you have a coach like that that has been successful at club level and youth level. It's like, right. Why not take that guy? Like, why right. would you just? And, and, and not only that, but, but but you know, he's at a point in his career where he can just do that for the next ten years, just and just be the U twenty coach, you know, and just let you, him be the coach for twenty, you know, for ten years. Yeah, and you know, John, we're right back to the we're right back to this because I remember um, around the time of um, was it the Hershey, Pennsylvania? Uh, and then they had Torrado right. on that team, Torrado and Marquez. Was that under 20 or was it for Olympics? Well, it was for Olympics and it was yes. for the 2000 Olympics and they didn't make, they didn't yeah. make the, they didn't make the, uh, Olympics. Yeah. And that was, they had some good players there. They had some of the Atlas guys and, uh, and Torrado and, and yeah, Marquez, I mean, to miss, you know, 
That's yeah. a, you know, he ended up be, being a world-class player. So, I mean, uh, I would say some of our listeners, just because uh, Lainez and J.J. Mack crashed out like that doesn't mean that they're in trouble. I mean, Marquez yeah. couldn't get out of qualifiers. And Marquez is a historical player. Um, but, but, and I remember like going way back then, uh, some reading criticism. And that was what, like in 2000, John? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like 20 years. And right. they were saying how, how, uh, and I can't, it's been that long, man. I can't remember who was writing this, but they were talking about how Mexico doesn't take advantage of their own resources. And they were naming, like, like they were naming coaches that that are just without a job that you could easily appoint and then you could have someone because the the person that coached that team it was like an assistant to Manuela Puente you know I don't remember his name but he never really amounted to much as far as a coach and and you know you give him this talented generation thinking it's going to be a walk in the park and you and, and they end up missing out on an Olympic uh, tournament. And so it's kind of the same here where they they give a, a team with two very talented players that could be iconic, right. you know. At least they have that potential. And you, they give it to some coach with almost no experience. And, and the end result is what we got. But, but even like back then, because it's like you have someone like Bora – and it's like, you could just, you know, people know what to do. He's, he's, he's a specialist in those type of things. Just kind of, so, yeah. Sort of the same now we have. Some of these uh, other talented uh, coaches that, for some reason, the Federación overlooks. Yeah, it is unfortunate, and uh, you know that's something that uh, that I've I've discussed on this show many times. You know, we 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 joke about it, but it it, it is very true. Is is that is that a lot of guys that get uh, hired for stuff like this, and not just stuff like this, but just in the entire. And it's just like it is in any other business. It's going to be friends of friends, you know, godsons, cousins, uh, you know, in law. Yeah. yeah. Well, right right there. Let me just let me right there for those. Uh... For those cantineros who may not know, Diego, the coach Diego Ramirez is the son of Chucho Ramirez, who was. No, and again, and, and we're not saying that that was the re- that was the reason he got the gig. I mean, he was uh, uh, Pio Herrera's assistant, which I'm sure also helped. But but the guy was connected. You know, he, he yeah. didn't have to. He didn't have to. Uh, you know, he, 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 he didn't, exactly. He didn't come out of nowhere to, to to go into coaching. You know, he's been around it his entire life. And again, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but uh, you know, like you said, I mean, would you rather have, you know, you know, he he can get experience like that, uh, you know, maybe with doing doing other things before he gets, you know, before he's in charge or something like that. But, but, I, I but would, the, the, go ahead. I would have started him at the under fifteen, with you know under under seventeen. They do have an under fifteen, but maybe. Under have... 15 and then carry them up until under 17. And if he's doing good, sort of what they did with Potro. Right. Uh, and Potro Gutierrez, who, who was given from the under 17 and he, he took a, a group all the way to the Olympics. 
so something like that. Because because to me, this under twenty, some these two players could be very important. Not not for this upcoming World Cup, but for the twenty twenty six. Right. These are these guys are going to be like the some of the main ones too that Mexico's going to have their hopes on. So, you know, one of the arguments, Joel, then were were, were yeah, at least the one from people that. Uh, that that we know and respect and, and and are speaking from experience. It's, you know, you know, the biggest problem is 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 the fact that the that the you know they're just the the, the teaching is just not very good. It, it could be better. You know, we heard that from uh, from Jimmy Lozano. You know, you know, someone who went who went who you know you know went went through the youth program at at Pumas, became a starter at Pumas, became a national team player, national team starter. You know, I came within a whisker of making the world. Probably should have made the World Cup. But, you know, even though he had a drop in form, a, a, a really good player for 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 a solid number of years. Uh, and now and now and now the Olympic coach, you know. And uh, and Jimmy Lozano does have experience. He has been coaching youth teams for about four or five years. And he did it at at uh, at get at that. But again, you know, another guy who. Uh, is this really the guy you want to have this, you know, in in in, in his hands? Again, I I like Jimmy Lozano. He's a great guy. He was a great player. I think he's a good coach. But he, does he does he have enough experience to do this? Or he said, you know, do, are the are these the gigs that, that 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 you leave for for the for the real wizards, the real teachers, the, you know, the teaching coaches? So. Definitely something for, for, for Mexico fans to consider. And, and, and again, um, you know, one of the things that I found real interesting, and I thought it was a very uh, similar to the situation we have here in the States, where uh, another gentleman, a friend of the show, actually, uh, Michel Richaud, was talking about how in the, in the U-levels in Liga Mekis, they're more worried about winning the U-17 than anything else. And he says that, you know, and, and, and that kind of goes along the lines with what uh, – uh, Profe Uribe, who, by the way, uh, you know, as we as we talk about how winning shouldn't be important at the youth levels, uh, uh, rubbed it in our face, Joel, that his his U8s made the made the quinto partido of, of the tournament that that, that he was in. He rubbed did. it, rubbed it in our face. And uh, you know, of course, every time the uh, every time the profe comes on the show, I mean it. it Within minutes, we have to, we have to, we have to make sure that he understands some things. Is that so? Well, who made you pop in his dump? Huh? You know, I, I, I <laughs> on the show. You know, you know, Prophet comes on and starts. You know, he comes out guns blazing every time. Hopefully, he'll come on the show tonight. We do need, uh, we do need to have Prophet on the show tonight. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since he's he's graced us with his presence. So, so winning is more important, Joel, than uh, according to some folks in at the U levels, which is. You know, and his point is, w- w- wouldn't you rather, instead of winning a trophy, send five guys to the to the first team? You know, w- wouldn't that be more fulfilling than than, than winning? Wait, send five guys? Yeah, from the from from your U seventeen team to the first team. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a more you know sh- shouldn't that be the goal for the U 17s instead of winning tournaments? Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but I mean, I think at that age. What happens is, is that um, a lot of the 
players are going into their adult bodies and some of them just don't make the cut. And we've seen a lot of players that they're a beast at that really young level. Right. And then once they're, once they're much older and they're competing under 20, under 23, it's just, I don't know what happens, man. Well, they, they, just, they, they peak early. No it, it happens. I mean, it, I mean, every, everybody's different. I mean, I mean, for every, like you said, you know, the, the biggest issue that Mexico has in, in addition to this is, is, is just, there's just not enough, not enough bodies are being looked at and uh, not enough players are being looked at in my opinion. I think that if, if they could just, and, and, and as Tom Marshall wrote earlier this week, you know, what is going on in Mexico city? Why isn't Mexico city supplying, uh, players to, to, to the entirety of the league. I mean, one quarter of the population in Mexico lives in Mexico City. And there's definitely not one quarter of, of players in the Gamekis that are from Mexico City. Yeah. And some of the most iconic players have come out of El Defectoso. Yeah. Uh, hey, 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 now. No. <laughs> Again, I guess, see, now I'm going to have to play for you. Yeah. <laughs> Who made you pull for this dump, huh? You know. No, Mexico City, though, has been home to Hugo Sanchez, Cuauhtémoc Blanco, Beto Garcia Aspe, you know, really big names. Not just Picolin, but Picolin does. But, yeah, not just one, but two Picolines. Yeah, two, two Picolines. <laughs> what, what other city in Mexico can, can lay claim to that? Yeah, but even just saying Hugo and Cuauhtémoc, that's two of the top three of all time. Did you see? Uh, and then Borja, too, and Borja was, what was it, back in the 70s, he right. was pretty much Mexico's top top player at that time. What was right. it, 60s? In the, 60s? In the 60s, late 60s, was... early 70s. Yeah, yeah. so pretty he, was, he, was... he was the first one that went from Pumas to America. Yeah, he was, but he was one of the first, like, Known players like yeah, he was. Well, he, he was. He was a. He was good looking. Let's let 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 let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, the number of really talented players. It's just so many coming out of there. It must be must be the water, Yon. Uh, but well, it's it's not just the water. It's also you know the fact that uh, you know you you play at altitude, so it's just it, it's a little different for you. So it is. Spots it. Uh, you, know, you you tend you tend to do well. It's uh, a hard bit, but you know what's happening. Like for example, because that's Argentina has Buenos Aires, Brazil has like Sao Paulo, Mexico had the F, and uh, for some reason they're like, well, we need to expand, and then uh, they just started looking elsewhere. Right. It's like they they had the they had the you know the diamond mine. And they were unearthing all these gems, and it was like, maybe we could find something in uh, Chapas. Let's go over there. And then they just stopped. So it would be kind of the same. Like, Brazil all of a sudden started taking teams out of, like, Sao Paulo or, you know, let's let's move these teams further down the Republic. Right. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> again, again, goes back to what I said earlier about yeah. Uh, Mexico not knowing how to take advantage of what they have. Exactly, you you are exactly uh, <laughs> exactly right there. So yeah, if I if I found a Hugo and a Cuauhtémoc, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep digging in these areas. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, o- o- only the two most iconic uh, Mex- Mexican players in the, in the in the last half of the. And, uh, and they're not too country. far from each other, you know. When we think about it, right? You know, right, right, right around the time uh, Hugo quit, you know, because Hugo played the '94 World Cup. I always say quit, but retired. And Cuauhtémoc was, he was already at the, what was it, the 1995 Gold Cup? What's it, 95 or 96? 96. 96. I mean, that's... Yeah, Hugo was still playing in 96. He was playing at FC Dallas. Yeah, but I mean, Selección. Right. We're like Selección, and it's like, you know. um, Yeah, and there's more. If you go through the list of players, you'll find, you'll find so many. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on right there. To well, it, it, it used to be for for uh, for years that the, the the base of the national team was was with their Mexico City players for you know decades even that's just the way it was. But uh, that no longer the case. Uh, I mean, uh, Joel, and uh, you know, one thing I, I do want to mention about Mexico City players, we're talking about Topicolinas. Remember how how embarrassed Martin was when he was talking about his. His great book, the Entrevistador, where he interviewed, he goes on there, you know, we interviewed, uh, you know, all the, all, all, all the, all the player, you know, Ronaldo and Messi and, yes. and, and, and Chicharito and, uh, Rafa and Hugo, you know, just all these great, you know, figures in the world of, of soccer and Mexican soccer. And I asked, so, so I guess Picolin is going to be in volume two. And he was, he just, he was, yeah, he, he was just that <laughs> he was so embarrassed for, yeah, that he, that he didn't include Picolin in, in volume one. He should have been. Yeah. Maybe even the cover. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Now, uh, Joel, I do want to mention, uh, before we talk Gold Cup, I do want to uh, just circle back a little bit to uh, the, 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 the final fallout where we, we, you know, we asked if Tigres a team of the deck. The other question is, is, is Tigres, should, should Tigres be considered a quote unquote grande? And of course, you know, that brings out all the, all the, all, 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 you know, all, all the, all the, all the grande fans know that there's no possible way, you know, a litany of, of, of reasons why. So, so my question to you, well, well, first of all, Joya, should Tigres be considered a grande yes or no? Well, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm gonna, cause I had already said yes, but that's cause I'm thinking like five years down the line. Uh, but for the sake of argument, as of right now, like a historic grande, no. No. I would say current, current, yes. But if you start comparing them to like Pumas, Cruz Azul, and, and America, no, then yeah, they still need some catching up. But I mean, we need to remind people, they just started in their, in their crusade, you know, it's been, it's been the last, what, 10 years for them. Right. So I mean they're they're making good progress. So yeah, if they stay the course, yeah, they're very close to to um to getting there. I mean, let's not forget they they did play a Libertadores final, you know, and then they recently lost a Conca a Conca right. Champions final. Well, I mean that's I think what another thing that people don't seem to understand uh about the the, the, the Cuatro Grandes and, and again I, I agree with you. I I think Tigres right now is the uh is the the glamour team in in Liga MX right now? There's there's yeah. there, there, there's no doubt about it. They're they uh, you know it's it's and 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 they have been for about the past two or three years. And 
but uh, they're very popular and they have great fans. But but how many fans do they have outside of Monterrey? And you know how many fans have they have they have they gotten outside of Monterrey? Do 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 people go to Morelia in their Tigres shirts to see Tigres play? And and yeah. the answer, quite frankly, is is is, is not yet. Like you no, said, yeah. historically no, because that's what Cruz Azul has, that's what uh, America has, that's what Chivas have, and that's what Puma. Yeah. even Pumas has. That you go, you watch yeah. when when Pumas goes to Morelia, there are a ton of Puma shirts in the stands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why it's gonna take them. It's gonna take them a bit longer to to, and of course, you know, they're gonna need they're gonna need to have some. Uh, Consistency, because if they were to no longer win, it'll go away. Like what happened with Toluca, they had that, you know, that really great run. Right. And then, and then once that dried up, they lost a lot of like their alternate fans. Uh, but yeah, I, I could, I could just the way the the team's been managed, and then having that huge financial. Backing from Semex, yeah. If, if they stay the course, um, yeah, within five, ten years, without question, they will be, they will be a grande. I mean, they're already doing stuff like that, where they have like a player like Gignac, uh, who was a French international, and then, well, pretty much half of the team is like a mini selection, you know. <laughs> All of these guys are from the different national teams, and and uh, you right. know they win they win the title and right away they announce Diego Reyes, who's a uh, you know Mexican national, and they already have him tied. So that's that's kind of the stuff like the big teams do where they're constantly bringing in high quality players. Right. They won't get stuck. You know, and, and that's where I think a big frustration is for my Chi hermanos where they get a player like like Pizarro and the team can only hold on to him for like two years. They can't they just can't afford to keep him. And which is funny because they 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 spent so much just to get him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, it is a very unfortunate situation for But what you talked about about the Tigres with you know, out of their 11 players, you know, eight of them play for a national team, you know, for their national or have played for the national team. Obviously, Gignac doesn't play for France anymore, but even when he was. Yeah, he got to play uh, a Euro Cup. Yeah. And, and, and came within, within a, a, a half a squint of, of being a <laughs> national hero. Oh, man, yeah. You remember, because he hit the post uh, at, at the end, at the end of regular, at, in stoppage time in the second half, he hit the post. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been the clincher, and he would have put Lee IMX in the map, at least mm-hmm. for a month. At least for a month, we would have yeah, been the, absolutely. Because, <laughs> because at that time, you know, he was, you know, he, he and they were in their honeymoon phase, and he did the Libres y Locos when he scored for for them, for them in a friendly, and, and uh, you know, you know, he would have done it in the final. Yeah. People go, and then that would have, that would have made a that would have been a worldwide. Uh, Alas, it didn't happen. <laughs> Unfortunately, for but but again, so so, so thinking see, and it reminds me of. Uh, I remember one time I was watching. Uh, I forget what game it was, but I think it was, it was Chelsea, and like every single one of their guys 
at one point we're like we're, we're we're like the national team starters on their team in that position. Just nuts, just absolutely bananas. Like, yeah. And then I remember watching uh, uh I think it was Argentina Ivory Coast in the in the O six World Cup. And you know, half the guys are teammates. <laughs> you know, there there there's like five guys that you know that that that, that played on the same team with Ivory Coast and it just and and and, and that's what that people want Mexico to Liga Mexico that's what Tigres brought to Liga Mekis. And America is almost the same way. I mean, you know, they had two players uh, announced that to be on the Colombian national team. You know, they have national, they have Mexico national team players. They have uh, Argentina's uh, national, you know, the, the, the goalie, Machesi. Yeah, that's you know, right. How, how, how can Chivas compete with that? How can Pumas compete with that? How can Morelia compete with that? Yeah. It, it's very difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. And that's where uh, Monterrey comes in. And, uh, of course... FEMSA. So yeah. And we saw them, we saw them win the CONCA. Right. You know, there's the opposite though, because they've won like three CONCA champions. Uh, but they haven't been able to win the league title in nine years. Right. No, they've won four CONCA champions, but you're right. They've been <laughs> four. Like, yeah. Well, there you go. They, they won it three times, three years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, um, and this is where we go with the criticism where, it could be very misleading when we're hearing the Mexican press and then they, they start doing their talking points. And of course, it's always to be sensationalist. Right. And, uh, yeah, well, one of the things, and it's not an excuse, it's just that Tuca being Tuca, he wasn't really, he never really prioritized a lot of these international tournaments just because the, the and I would say like the business model as well, like, like for the, Mexican teams is, is, you know, that's the most important tournament, the league tournament, uh, you know, as far as television and sponsorship goes. Right. Uh, so that's always been like, it's, it's a big reason why he's never been sacked. <laughs> yeah. He'll, de- he'll deliver. I mean, Tuca will deliver, you know, uh, and. But so of course, you know, the, you know, they'll, they'll find a way to criticize that too. Exactly. It's just, um. Yeah. You know, when he was at Chivas, cause he, he turned down a Libertadores. Uh, it, it would have been the second, the second, because uh, she was participating in the very first, and then for the second one, uh, they got invited. It used to be by invitation, uh, and he turned it down. He told the FO, you know what? We need to concentrate on the league. Probably told him, hey, well, choose a tournament. Choose a tournament because we can't play both. And of course, they're always going to choose, um, the home tournament just because they're bound to make more money off of, you know, just the different, different venues. Right. Um, yeah. So, and, and that's, that's still the case of with, with Liga IMX. Um, the, the local tournament is how they make, how they generate the most money. They're not, you know, these tournaments aren't exactly, Champions League. They don't, as much as, as fans were passionate or like them, uh, when it comes to, comes to the mula, they just, it, they don't pay, they don't pay out as much. Right. They certainly, uh, they certainly do not. And, uh, you know, one thing I noticed about Tigres in, in, in the last season was that they didn't, you know, usually they, uh, you know, 
they they kind of front loaded the, uh, the the season where they would you know try and win the apertura, but they never really kind of got rhythm for the for the other stuff. So so this I noticed that Tuca in, in the first season was really rotating a lot of his players, so he was keeping his players fresh for the uh, for the apertura. I think. Or or, or or rotating through more players rather in the apertura so that they could make the the commitment to play the Conca champions and the uh, and and then in this tournament and uh, you know obviously it uh, it paid off for them because they made the final in both and they won one and came very close to winning the other one for for Tigres so I think that that's what we're going to see again next year people say you know what's wrong with Tigres oh my God they're in sixth place and it's going to be probably because two guys doing the same thing he's rotating his guys so that, you know, if they make the Liga great, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play, we'll play it. I mean, remember in the last, in the, in the Apertura, they lost, uh, this is, they lost the Pumas in the, in, in the first round. Deacons did. The Pumas. <laughs> let me, let, let me say that louder for the people in the back that here. They lost, they lost the Pumas. Joder. And, and, I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, I'll play it. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that was pretty shocking. Yeah, I was. was. So, yeah. And then, of course, they do what they did. Well, we should probably wrap it up with, uh, with a little Gold Cup talk, uh, Gold Cup preview. I'm actually, again, I'm yeah. excited, Hoa, because I'm, I'm going to get to go to, uh, to AT&T uh, Stadium up in Arlington to watch uh, Mexico play, I think it's Ecuador. And I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask, you know, Tata some questions. And we'll see how that, We'll, we'll see how that uh, how, how that goes. We'll see. It'd be very interesting. Another player could be out. Joel Carlos Salcedo is not is uh, he did play a little bit in the final, but he was injured in the first leg, and he only played like three minutes in the second leg of the final. So he may be somebody that uh, is not going to be at one hundred percent. So that could yeah. be another another casualty for this Gold Cup. And he uh, said uh, he has a knee injury. So my question to you is, would you risk him? I wouldn't risk no, him. No, no, I wouldn't. He's a starter. He's a starter. And, and seeing that he missed out on the final, um, you know, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. He's thinking of not going in because of his knee injury. Yeah, he, he did. He didn't really play the final. So it's not like he's making it up. Because uh, we've seen recently a host of of seleccionados dropping out uh, just recently as well. Aquino. Aquino announces retirement. He wants nothing to do with with the tricolor anymore. Wow. You know, I, I like I like Javier Aquino. He was uh, he he had some wiggle. He uh, he actually did really well in in Osorio system. He was one of the few players that 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 that, that had a uh, you know, he understood that you know the the diagonal run was the uh, was 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 one of the best ways to utilize that system at the max, and he and he did well with it. Man, he had a couple of really good uh, games under him. But he uh, but he announced uh, no mas. Huh? He said, uh, "Ya no me voy a poner la verde." Yeah, yeah. Well, Salcedo. Yeah, he said. He said, uh, "Yeah, I'm done. I, I didn't really care for him." No disrespect, <laughs> so I don't, I don't really care. Um, you did, you did not rate uh, uh, Javier Aquino. No, uh, to me he was Aquino. 
you know. I just some of the games were you know what he was to me it was a big turn off at, at the Libertadores. With Tigres, he, he to me he looked like a pecho frío. Uh and then at the World Cup, uh wasn't he Geo sub and just seemed like he he just didn't seem up to the task. Well, that was, I, uh, I, I will agree with you there, but I mean, remember he was, he was in Thailand when he, when he, when he, when he got the call that he was going to go to the world cup. Like he, he was like a last minute replacement. It was like DiCaprio in the movie, the beach. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, he was, he was, he was in Asia. So he had to have been just, 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 I mean, I'm not, I can make excuses for the guy, but I don't think he was the same player back then. Uh, I think he got a lot better under Osorio, but uh, I mean, I'm not saying that he was like a transcendental national uh, national team player, but uh, you know, yeah, he, he, he had a couple of moments. He, uh, you know, he had a, a scored a goal in the uh, in the Olympics, and yeah. uh, you know, served up some stuff. But he, you know, like he just, you know, it was it was a very forgettable national team career. I, I, I will I will grant you that. Yeah, and I felt like he lacked more like character, uh, you know, and and when he was at Villarreal, and then they sent him to Rayo Vallecano. And he would, he would not even get called up to the bench. And this guy would, would start, you know, traveling, I guess. He'll take that chance to, to sightsee in Spain. <laughs> With Johnson Bentley, they just, you know, sold him back to Mexico. Uh, not, not, he is a good player, man. He's very talented. But to me, I just felt like he could have been, uh, better. He could have been better. I'm uh, I'm not going to disagree with you there. Uh, he uh, you know he was very good defensively in that in that Olympics. Uh, he was uh, he's just a little, just a persistent little guy. But uh, like I said, I'm interested. It was just you know he he. I guess you could say that uh, you know maybe he was uh, he didn't live up to his his he was a better professional, a better club player than a national team player. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I I agree with that. That's a good assessment. Um, so yeah, he, he doesn't want any part of it. Uh, but, but I think, I mean, for Titan, he did say that he will show up to the, to the, to the training camp to be evaluated. So he's not exactly trying to like whistle out of the tournament. Yeah, no, he's, he's doing the right thing. I mean, I mean, frankly, yeah. I mean, again, I mean, and with the fact that, that, that this doesn't provide a ticket to the Confederations Cup. I mean, Wait, let's, I thought that that's done. That's what I mean. It said it does not provide it. Oh, it does not. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Because of that fact, then, I mean, the, this to me is exactly the kind of tournament that, that Tata Martino needs to, you know, to see, you know, what he has so that he can start planning his quality. You know, the qualifiers are getting harder as, as evidenced by what Mexico went through in 14 and what the U.S. went through in 18. You know the the the, the days of, of beating everybody five zero are long gone. And, yes, sir. And 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 so you have to be very 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 careful in qualifiers, and 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 that that to me is is when you use your A guys. I don't care who you're playing in Concacaf, you have to do it because you just never know. Yeah, and, that's that's been the. But thing for with... but for Nations League and for and, and for Gold Cup, I mean, I'm not saying. You know, don't have, you know, have a couple of guys, but I mean, you know, use the tournament to see what you have because those are the only teams that Mexico's playing until the next World Cup or CONCACAF teams. 
They're going to yeah. very rarely get that opportunity to play. Well, and if and if that opportunity arises, who are they absolutely 100% take advantage of? Well, I think I think this tournament, we're going to see players, and, and I hope they do well. And I'm and I'm looking at like Montes, and and like Pizarro, and those are some of the players that I think can can lead the selection, you know, going into the next World Cup. Right. I think those guys can be can be key players and replace some of the guys that are like on their way out, or or no longer want to play, <laughs> no longer want to play with the team. Right. Well, we have uh, players that don't want to play in this tournament. Uh, Hector Herrera and Chicharito Hernandez, Carlos Vela are uh, are not going to be there. But, uh, again, uh, a huge opportunity for, for a player like Rodolfo Pizarro to uh, to show what he can do. Uh, you know, we have uh, Raul Jimenez. I mean, he did a, a great job at... Uh, at Wolves this year, he had this exact same chance in the in the 2013 Copa America. I'm sorry, Copa Oro, where he was he was he was the starting forward, and I think he only scored. Actually, he may have scored he may have scored like three or four goals. I thought it was it was only two goals the whole tournament, but uh, he uh, he has an opportunity. His 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 backup has an opportunity. Uh, the, the, there, there are a few. There are some very intriguing players to me uh, on this on this Gold Cup roster that I think are are players that are gonna that are gonna ultimately play very pivotal roles in the lead up to the uh, 2022 World Cup, and especially when it comes to qualifying, because uh, as we have seen, qualifying is going to be very uh, much more difficult than uh, than it was even even in 2010. Yeah, and, and I think uh, you know with so many openings. I think I think that that leaves some room for trophy chasers to dream, you know, that he can get another shot with the selection. Yeah, well, yeah, he. I mean, he's gonna. He <laughs> could. Uh, I mean, sir. I mean, if La Trophies has a good season at Chivas, how could he not get a look? Yeah, no, no, you're right. And if if the way he closed the tournament is anything to go by, he could very well, yeah, be be a standout mm-hmm. and. The team will need him. He, he, uh, you know, doesn't seem like they're gonna. I, I do can't any think of a better uh, a better guy to coach uh, La Chofis than 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 Tomas Boy. Honestly, right. just because if he if he can if he can make him play the midfield the way Tomas Boy played. Well, yeah, Tomas does have that. That you know, they call him El Jefe, man. He he does have that like persona, and I did see a, a recent. Change in uh, Puli. Uh, so Pulido was talking about uh, how he's in debt with the club, and now he wants to fight for the goal scoring, uh, you know, title in Mexico, which is like a big, the big difference from uh, we need quality players. <laughs> right. We need, yeah, when it's like, hey, what? Then what are you? You know. Exactly. Yeah, when you're looking around for the for the quality <laughs> player, it's you, buddy. <laughs> that's that's like if you're seeing a Bruce Lee movie and he's like, they're gonna get in a fight, and he's like, we need backup. We need. 
By the way, have you ever seen uh, the movie where Bruce Lee fights Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Oh, man, I did. That's a long time ago. Yeah, I guess I did. Outstanding. Did. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, Bully was able to fight off would-be kidnappers. That's right. I think he could fight for that. No, and, and you know, I, I don't know if it's just the the boy effect. I guess we will know as the season uh, progresses. But I, I do think part of it was watching Macias. And seeing a 19-year-old kid uh, break into a team where the cards were stacked against him, because Macias wasn't taken to Leon as, as and like you know, he wasn't. He was just there to help. He was a cast Well, no, no, but I mean, the reason Leon took him, it was like because they just needed backup, and he could help fulfill that quota for the minutes. Right. And that was that was one of the reasons they took him, and and. This guy, like, he he broke into the first team and then he became a, a key player and he ended up scoring like eight or nine goals. Uh, what did he score? Like eight in regular season and then I guess two in, in playoffs? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, he ended up doing really well. And of course, you know, he gets the, he, he, he couldn't do the final. That's, he had to go to take the play. <laughs> yeah, he, and they missed him. Um, but I mean, if you're Pulido and, and you're watching that, I mean, it's got a sting, man. You're right here and you're struggling to score, what, four goals? And you're, you're the Chivas top transfer. You're well, at least the he has team right player. And, and, you know, that's, and, uh, like you said, that, that's something that uh, I'm sure Tomas, you know, I mean, I mean, does, how much of a difference does, does, does coaching really make on a, on a, on a, in soccer as far as like, like on the field, on the field? Does it make that much of a difference, Juan? Do you think? I'm gonna stick with the 15%. Uh, but I do think there are coaches that, that are like, uh, they have good people skills. They could be great motivators. Right. And they could get the best out of, out of their players, which is like, uh, something that, um, Piojo has. Well, see, that's Piojo the, the can, thing I like yeah. about, about Boy at, uh, at Chivas is, 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 is that he, you know, as as great as he was when he played, there was one guy that was better, and he used to really just chap his ass. <laughs> so he always played with a chip on his shoulder. Boy, I always. I mean, that's. And now he's now he's at a place where I mean, let's face it: if if, if Chivas played with a chip on their shoulder, they would do really well. But but the, but they but they don't play like that. They, they have they have a a more a patrician attitude. And I think that that's where 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 Tomas Boy and Chivas I think really 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 meld well together, because you know the, the, these are not the fifties Joel. You know the the cuatro grandes in the fifties Joel were were Guadalajara, it was Oro, Marte, and and Zacatepec or León. You know those were the cuatro grandes back then. Yeah. You know the cuatro grandes in the, in, in 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 the sixties were totally different than what than what they are now. So. Uh, in that sense, I, I do think that 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 that, that Tigres would be considered a. Uh, cuatro grande in that sense, but uh, that's why I think Tomas Boy has a really good chance of succeeding at Tigres because I think uh, I'm sorry Chivas because I think he has the I think he has the right attitude that 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 Chivas needs to have in this day and age in Liga MX. Yeah, and 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 if, if they if they reflect that if they if they reflect his personality, I think they'll do really well. Yeah, and he he um he vouched for the trophies. 
Uh, and what's and, not to like from a guy that 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 vouches for for La Choice? Yeah, no, and and I think that some of these guys are seeing that, especially like Trophies and Pulido. Like, dude, you're in the last. You know, teams aren't asking for you. Right. <laughs> That's the reality. There's no one asking for your services. You know, like not even for free. <laughs> so, so they know it's like, dude, if you don't have a good season, uh, you're looking at Liga de Ascenso, man. You know? Cause, uh, no, no teams can really wanna, wanna pay you guys. And, uh, so I think that's the chip that you're asking for, Jon. And hopefully, I'm, Hoping as a Chiyarmano that that's the kick in the ass they need. Cause, um, you, you know, last season they weren't, they weren't as bad as they ended up looking. At one point they were top of the table. Yeah. In the first, in the first three weeks, they, 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 they call what I like to, what I like to use. They call, they use the Atlas principle <laughs> in, 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 in Liga Mekis where you start off really hot and, 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 and you give your fan, oh my God. Is this finally? Is it? Is this? Is this going to happen? And then you know, you know, a month later, you're you haven't won a game. You're like, oh. so it, it could go either way. But usually, yeah. uh, yeah, unless you're a team that, that's used to doing that, it could go either way. No, and, and but then, John, if we look at the at the games that when they were lost through and they couldn't win, they weren't exactly being outclassed or outplayed. Well, I mean, you I know? watched a couple of games there at the end. Of I cannot believe that the you have tricked me again, sir. I can't. <laughs> That we have we have devolved into Chivas talk. We, we were supposed to talk. Yeah. We're, we're, Turn into you know a what? There's only, there's only one thing we can do, Hoy. There's only one thing. There's only one thing we can do. <laughs> we have to have we have to have a little Chivas talk. Hoy. Let me do it is. What I mean, Chivas is like that train that train wreck. You know, you, you can't. You, you know, it's a wreck, and you can't keep yourself from not wanting to see it. I've always thought, Joel, and I want to ask you a couple of things about this, uh, if, if you don't mind. But I've always thought that when when you, you know, you 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 have you expect the worst and, and hope for the best when it comes to Chivas, and I get that. I, I'm as a Pumas fan who's starting to see his team kind of you know wither away to a shell of of, of what they once were. I'm, I I can kind of understand that. That that was very close to being a backhanded compliment. But uh, anyway, I've always thought that we, if Chivas starts doing well, and then then you kind of like lift lift an eyebrow. Oh, like you said in the last, oh, they've won. You know, they they won their first three games of the year. This 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 could be interesting. And then you know, depending on which way it goes, I, I think your 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 level of interest gets 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 peaked a little more. But but I, <laughs> but, I, but I think that if. And I'm not saying it, and it happens either way. I think that when when Chivas are like like kind of like flat, struggling in the in the middle, like ninth, tenth, you know, I don't think it's as interesting as if they're in free fall, or if they're you know in, consistently in you know third, fourth, second, you know, depending on how how things work out. And uh, I think I think a lot. I think that you're because of your, of your pragmatism, you're you're. Uh, and I think I think that you need the proof either way before you before you make make your decision. 
as to how much of an emotional investment you're going to you're going to allow yourself to have in the in, in the Chivas season. Oh no, man! I, that emotional investment is very little. <laughs> uh, see, I disagree. I think that uh, uh, I think that it's. Uh, as as George as George Strait sings, uh, you know, there's there's a fire I can't put out. <laughs> no, I mean I do get excited, but I'm, uh, you know, I think it it's allowed me to now see the the team in a different way where I don't get, you know, caught up. Like for example, I might not like Igera, but I don't blame him for everything that goes wrong. Right. Uh, which is like he's become the de facto boogeyman for my chillermanos, eh? You know, everything is that guy's fault. And it's, you know, not really. Not really. Um, Like J.J. Mack, for example, it wasn't like he didn't just say, he didn't just come out of him to say, you know what, I'm, I'm sending him to Leon. This guy was around... This guy was around when when uh, when Matias was at the head of the team, and Matias had his people in charge of the youth. How come he didn't make the best out of that? You know, right? He didn't he didn't take advantage of that. Uh, neither did Cardoso. So it's like a lot of people to blame. You know, not just say, "Oh, it's it's Higuera." <laughs> And another question, and this is a question I ask yes. all, all of our guests when, when, when they come on the show, you know, I ask them, you know, how it happened, you know, how, uh, but I've never, I've never asked you how it happened. So, so how, how did oh, the, that's uh, right. how did the sorting hat, uh, pick, pick you? Why did the sorting hat pick Chivas for you? It was, it was just meant to be. Uh, no, my family, all my family is from Guadalajara. Uh, so that was, when I started watching football, that was normally, that was just for me, logically, one of the teams I followed. Because, and, because your family was from uh, Guadalajara? Yeah, and, and like my, like my grandparents had been, and in Mexico, uh, they were Achiva fans. Well, what if, so, so what, 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 what if you found out, or what, what if when you went down to Guadalajara and you've been a, <clears throat> You've been a Chivas fan. You're thinking, man, I can't wait to talk Chivas with my with my relatives. And you and and and, and you show up, and it turns out that they're like Decos, not even Atlas fans, but like Decos. Oh man! Well, no, it happened. It happened. It kind of happened like that. But, you have a you have a you have a you have a, you have a Deco Atlas. No, um, no, no. Oh, it's just worse. that I oh, didn't Joel. know. Oh, Joel, don't don't tell me. No, no, you're you're going down the wrong. Uh, maybe don't, I didn't explain. Don't tell me, Hoy. Oh, no. No, 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 that. Oh, not, not that. Okay, okay. No. Right. No, just that Um, when I started watching, I started watching with a friend of, uh, it was a friend's uh, father. Right. So I was into football, and I'd go to my friend's house, and uh, they would be watching soccer. His His dad and his dad's friends would be there. So a you had the old, you had the benefit, older dudes. right of, huh? of living in L.A., where yes. you get more of the of the of of the of the Mexican television programming because 
Yeah. So so you so living in LA afforded you the opportunity because because we only got like, like in Texas at least where I lived in Austin, we only got the one channel. It was it was what do you say? And they showed one game a week. Yeah, same same. But um, I would say the big difference was um, we had the Azteca del Norte. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's then, what I'm talking about. Yeah, we see, we didn't have that. And so we got to see. No, no, no not 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 TV. I mean Azteca oh. del Norte Stadium. The Los oh. Angeles Coliseum. Oh right, 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 right. And and so if you go back, you know, seventies, eighties, nineties, that was pretty much where uh Mexican national team played about maybe ninety percent right. of their friendlies. Right. Of their moleros of and a lot of Mexican teams would go you know, league club teams would go and play there. So that's how I I got like super big into football, so I would go watch, and uh, my friend's uh, dad and his friends, they were from City Guzman, which is right outside of Guadalajara, and they were all Chiva fans, and I would go in, and then I'll, I'll go visit my friend, I'll end up with, with, with these old dudes just watching soccer, and they would take me with them, because they were, uh, playoffs, you had to, it was closed circuit, you had to go to a bar or a restaurant and pay to go watch we wanted to see Liguilla, so they would take me with them, uh, you know. And and then uh, when I got when I went to visit my family back in Mexico, uh, that's when I found out they were all Chiva fans too. So that just cemented it right there. Oh, okay. It was, so, like, oh, it was, so, it was so meant it, to it, be. It didn't. It didn't I, turn out that they were Atlas fans. That would have no. been crushing for you. Yeah, no, it was just meant to be. As like as genetically predisposed to. To liking Chivas, you know, right? And it's just yeah. So that's that's. I mean, how they, it they could have been Leones Negros fans because you know, Leones Negros they were. I, I personally believe it's the second most popular team in Guadalajara. Yeah, it could be. Actually, I had an uncle that stayed over, but like, and and um, he was a big Pumas fan, and he. He um, but you know, back then the I hope that you like, like you said, they you listen to every word that of <laughs> advice that your uncle gave you because well, I missed out. Smart man. You know what? I missed out because he he invited me to go see that final. Oh, and that's that's the, the ninety one final with this is a tuca tuca cañon, right? The, that's the, how tucaso? They the tucaso. Yeah, it does a tuca. It does. Yeah, it does a hard shot from outside the box. For those of you that don't know. Uh... <laughs> In the 1991 final between America and Pumas, it was it was Tuca's last game as a pro. He'd gone back to Pumas to play his final year at Pumas because he'd gone to, you know, he was in Pumas in the, for the, the better part of the 70s, like for 10 years. And then he went to Toluca and he played for Mont- in Monterrey even for a bit. He kind of bounced around, but he played his last season at Pumas and they made the final and they were playing America. And his free kick goal in, this, in, uh, in, in the game was the difference for Pumas to, uh, to uh, win the uh, the championship uh, in his last game, it was his last game as a professional yeah. scored a scored a free kick goal in a final. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a goal, but a golazo. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, Yon, uh, guarding the post for Pumas was El Brody. I believe uh, not only that, but I mean they had uh, Negrete, they had uh, oh man, yeah, uh, Negrete eighty six. Garcia, Garcia Aspe actually that that's one of the things I've one of the coolest things I've ever heard him say about uh, about about any 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 coach. Was uh, because uh, they were talking about the Concacaf uh, Cup where where Tuca just came in and ended up uh, you know beating the, uh, the U.S. 
he said, uh, you know, in that final against uh, against America, you know, Tuca got everybody in the middle of the field, and he said, "Listen, it's not. It says it says it's gonna it's gonna get very real for us very quickly." He said, "You know, you know, good things are gonna happen, bad things are gonna happen, but the most important, the most thing is just just screaming at him is that we have to make sure that we that, that we maintain when we maintain our order on the field." Period. End of story. You know, and uh, and and he said that that's the one. He said that's the one thing that stuck with him. He says, and then because of that, he knows that that every Tuca, you know, you're gonna have to work hard to beat a Tuca team. They are never gonna just, yeah, you know, it is. It, it, they, they are a tough out. Well, Tuca's already. I mean, he he just tied Nacho Treyes. Uh, it's gonna be difficult for some other coach to come in. And well, I mean, I think Piojo is. Is right behind that, but I mean, that's a very small list. Right. Uh, so I do think he's already, Tuca's already, you know, Liga MX legend. So he he has that going for him. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, John, before we we stray off again, yes. um, yeah, no, he he invited me to that. Tuca did. No, 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 my uncle. Oh. My uncle to that. And I, I, you know, I always think back and it's like, I wonder if, if I would have gone that just epic game and just seeing how passionate my uncle was, if I would have, I would have been, a, a, you know, a Puma. But with yours was easy because that was one of the games that they would show. I think they would show two games, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. So I think it was one of each, right? Like one America game, and then the, or one after the other. I, I just I can't remember. It's so long, man. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but yeah. Like, the fact that you had all those games, we we did not get that. Living no, here, uh, no. Here. Yeah, and then when Chivas would come and play, and I got to see. Oh man, they played some really good games. Um, you know, they they played America a few times, and then uh, they played. Uh, I remember them playing Napoli. You know, right? And then they played some other team from Gremio. They played Gremio from Brazil, and then they played a couple of Central American teams. So, I mean, every summer I got to see some, you know, some pretty good games. So that just made it all easy and paved the way for the for this Chia passion. So, so it was it was it was in your blood. It just had to be. It just had to be it's, uncovered. It had to be uncovered, and then. When you saw your family, it, 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 it like sealed the deal. You're like, ah, ah, yes. I'm, I'm one of you. I knew, I knew it all along. I knew it all along. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, and I went. I got to go over there. I just didn't get to go to the Jalisco, but I did go see them play at at Tecos. Funny you mentioned it. At over in, 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 in Zapopan. Yes, the Tres de Marzo. Really nice stadium. World Cup stadium. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I saw, you know what? The first game I saw there, though, it was a, it was a, and it was a free. You could go in for free. And my uncle took, another uncle took me. And it was funny, like, it surprised me. And he only took me because uh, he wanted to see Winalda play. Uh, so Leon had, had signed Winalda, but I don't, I don't think he ever played. I don't know if he if he ended up staying with the team or if he played the whole season, um, but it was a friendly. Tecos 
Tecos a León. But I'm watching Univision right now, and they have that, that Heineken commercial about miss, you know, like you've like turn around and you miss a moment. Oh, you you, you miss the goal basically. The, the, you know that commercial? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I'm sure you have. It's a, it's one where Andrea Pilo answers the door because the pizza guy is here. No, I haven't. Course, oh, dude, you have to because because Andrea Pilo's face is fantastic. <laughs> he has a great oh, okay. he has a great reaction when he's. He missed- when he misses a goal, it's really good. All right, I need yeah, to. So you need to. I'll give it a look. Yeah, it's uh, he sells it very well. It's it's really good. Well, I I have the list of uh of of of, of Gold Cup players here. We'll we'll, we'll 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 close with it. Sounds like you're doing the dishes. Okay. No, I was washing my hands. Uh, well, I hope that. Oh, and you're not washing your hands because of surely you. Uh, never mind. Anyway. All right, so. <laughs> Goalkeepers, I think I think it's it's pretty obvious that 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 uh, that, that Memo Chua is going to play this tournament. Coming. Yeah. So it's going to because he's got at least one, maybe not if not two more World Cups in him. Titular indiscutible. He, he, he could be el el seis copas. Memo Chua could be. All right. Yes. So 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 defenders, uh, like I said, Carlos Salcedo's out. So. Well, he's 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 on the. I'm going to say the... I'm I'm, I'm going to say he's out. Okay, because he so is with. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, he he did report to Tata and and staff and to the selection doctor, and so he's being evaluated. So he, you know, he said if right. if we see that I'm not at a hundred, then I might not play. Right. So so would you? Uh, Nestor Araujo is obviously going to be one of the seven yes. defenders. Okay, that's we we can agree on that. That's clear, so yeah. if if you're Tata, then do you play uh, out of these three? Do you play uh, Cesar Montes, Hector Moreno, or Diego Reyes? Because no, I know I who would... I would play. Who would you play, yo? I would play Cesar Montes. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, and I like I like when they play to him and and Salcedo. They played together yes. before, and I really liked how they. They've had you know, a great chemistry, and 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 why and why they weren't the starters, and 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 Russia was frankly, you know, you know that they'll definitely be uh, paired up for sure. Yeah, so I think it should be uh, Araujo and Montes. Uh, nothing against Hector Moreno, and nothing against Diego Reyes, <laughs> but let's see what this guy can do. You know, if he's the guy we think he is. Then there's no reason why he can't start a Gold Cup game and play this entire tournament and do and do no. very well. You know, I think could easily start a Gold Cup. Tournament. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I would. Play. Okay. So he has a big opportunity then if if if, if he does. The other guys are Edson Alvarez, who again is also you know he's not 100 percent either. So um, no. you know that that's going to open the door for some because he's the the one guy that I think that Tata Martino is. He has he has he has fallen in love with with uh, with Edson Alvarez. Oh, I think we all have Yon. Well, yeah, he's very good. He's very good. Yeah. Very he's, 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 he's a future captain, for sure. Yeah. You have him paid, and I, oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. El Capi Alvarez. He is what uh, what we were we, we were expecting uh, Chaton to be, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. 2.0. Yep. Hopefully no, they get no, it right this time. No, no. no let's I let's... mean, 2.0, like, updated. Like, you know, right. hopefully they got rid of the bugs. And this, you know, Chaton XP. All right, let's go. Who's next? Oof. Oof. I, I, I don't even have a good drop for that. 
Maybe this one. Maybe maybe this one. El América uh, es una mierda. I keep for, I, you know, I don't oh, have it written yeah. down. It's blank, and I always forget it, it when I push, yeah. and it happens every time. I feel bad when we do that, Joel. I feel bad. Damn, Chris. Yeah, yeah I, 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 sh I, sh I should label that button, Joel. Every podcast that happens, it always. I see. I, I think it's going to be something, oh, and it, it happens every time. And, yeah. and I, I feel like I should apologize. I feel like I should apologize for that. Uh, anyway, uh, so so uh, so Edson Alvarez uh, uh, is, is, is going to be a guy who's going to be a solid a national team player for at least the next two World Cup cycles. So uh, he will be uh, in the mix as well if, he, if he's one hundred percent. So there's there, you know there could be an opportunity there for. Uh, for Jorge Sanchez, who I think is uh, has is has a a really good upside, you know Chaka, you know this could be Chaka's this could be Chaka's chance. Uh, he could, uh, you know, he he could certainly play his way. All right, midfielders. So uh, then we have Jonathan um, dos Santos. I'm guessing Marco Fabian is probably going to uh, play a lot in this thing. Guardado, Layun is out. He's listed as a midfielder for, for some reason. Montes, Pineda, Rodriguez, and uh, Ivan Rodriguez. So here uh, it would probably be the, the kid from Monterrey, Charlie Rodriguez, who probably has the the biggest opportunity here. And uh, I wouldn't know who else. Maybe Eric Gutierrez. Yeah, that's that's another candidate. Though all those players are good, though. Um, I, I mean, you know, I would still have Mex as uh, favorites. Even though some of these other guys have dropped off, right? I think that Orbelin Pineda has a has a big opportunity here because they put him in the position where he probably should have played at Chivas, which is on the wing at Cruz Azul. And he did he did relatively well. So with 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 Chucky's absence, I think Orbelin Pineda is gonna it's gonna be between him and uh, Roberto Alvarado to uh, uh, to be on 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 the roster, the twenty three yeah. roster. Yeah, I would I would definitely put also Orbelin. Along with Montes and Pizarro as, as the players that are, you know, have something to prove where this, this would be the good moment for them. Right. And, and Montes has always, you know, I know it's just been gold cups and stuff, but Montes has always delivered when he's word, when he's played for Mexico. He was one of the few bright spots in, in, in Chepo's B team gold cup was, was, was Montes. Yeah. And, and, and had he not gotten hurt, you know, you know, you know, Piojo was all set to start him in the, in the Brazil World Cup. That's how much, that's how much you thought of it. And then they have strikers. They have, of course, uh, and the one is, uh, Chucky Lozano. He's out. So the one who, again, was uh, just a, a massive opportunity is, uh, Uriel Antuna, you know, the kid who's playing well for Galaxy. Joel, he, to me, is, it, it should be our poster child for what it is that we want Mexican players to do. He's, he's, <laughs> I'm sorry, he's, yeah, I'm, if you're not going to get the opportunity in Mexico, which which obviously yes. it's not going to, why on earth wouldn't you play in MLS? Oh, and he's playing next to Zlatan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, he could be in Zacatepec right now, second division. That's right. <laughs> you know, I um, love the Quesquitengo, and I, and, and I think that that's a trip that we should do with, as, as Cantina Mekis. Uh, members should 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 take. I think if if, if we need to we need to do that. We need to, we need to go to a game, but we need to do a weekend where we go to like two games, and then that has to be on the list. We go to go to Sacatepec. We have to do a first and a second division game, and I and I vote for Sacatepec. Anyway, uh, 
Yeah, so he has a big chance, Joel, and then, you know, the other one, uh, uh, just by looking at the names on this list, is Alexis Vega is going is gonna to make this team because no one else plays like a, like a true nueve other than, other than Raul Jimenez. So Alexis Vega has a huge opportunity in this tournament. That he does. Um, yeah, and he has the talent. So it remains to be seen if uh, Tata can squeeze it out of him. Hopefully he didn't get ruined as a lot of uh, Liga MX fans are quick to point out that he's getting ruined at Chivas. Yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, he's just had a really tough season. He came from, he came from like, you know, at the Luca where he scored that goal against America and right. he was the next best thing. And then he, 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 he arrives at a Chivas where it was just a really, the Chivas hot seat and, has to, and you know, he only scored what like four goals all season. Right. So uh, still not that bad, but uh, they're expecting better from him. And, yeah. uh But it must be good motivation to be at the selección and have this opportunity. Exactly. So I mean, we're we're going to see what these guys can you know what these guys can offer. So it's uh it's it's going to be very interesting to see. And this is a perfect tournament in which to do it. And 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 and, and this is what's what what's going to be available to to Tata when when uh you know because in in, in in after the Gold Cup in September their their national their their games are against Bermuda. Yeah, Bermuda. And I forget who the other was. It was El Salvador, I think it was. Which actually I think is actually a. a no, if, it's if not. You're gonna, it's, not them. it's not them. No. It's Bermuda, and I forgot who else, but not. Not, not them. Um, I, I thought it, I thought it was somebody like like oh that, that that could be at least a good away game. No, um, I mean I have it here. I just give me a second to. If there was only some way we could figure out. If there was only something. No, <laughs> no I, I'm I'm taking the long route. Say so I, I posted the I posted the opponents on our Facebook. Here it is. It's Panama. 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 Okay. <laughs> we had the same time. <laughs> so, so again, again, not, 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 not necessarily the best decent road game, but well, arguably Panama could be stronger than El Salvador. Well, I will say this: I can't think of the last time Mexico's even won in Panama. And and, and yeah, so anybody would love to beat Mex as so much as the Salvadorians. You know, that's as as the Panamanians. <laughs> that's my that's my Rita story. My my the the one time I went to Ron's famous uh, Rita's in Houston. Uh, <laughs> and it was there during uh, Mexico, Guatemala was playing the U.S. and Mexico was playing Panama. This was after they'd started playing against uh, Costa Rica. Remember, Jimmy Lozano scored those two amazing goals in like the first fifteen minutes of the game. And uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about in San Jose? I I I remember him scoring, but not too yeah, much in the game. His first goal was uh, was a tiro libre that was just just impeccable, just perfect, just a gorgeous shot. And his second goal was a header that Palomita that he threw himself it was like you know, 180 degrees to the ground and just smacked the header into the corner of the net. Just um, just like you're like, oh my god, this is like you're thinking this is gonna be the greatest World Cup campaign in history. <laughs> and uh, they've got, of course, uh, it's ended up uh, winning. They won the game two one, but uh, I forget my point, Joel. 
Rita's. You were at Rita's. Oh, at Rita's, yeah. So then yeah. they play Panama the very next game. And the same thing, Ramosito scores a golazo, like in the first 20 minutes. And uh, the only monitor that had that hood, because Guatemala was from the USA, it was full of Guatemalan folks. Out of the, the, the 10 big screen TVs they had and the little, like, nine inch above the, <laughs> uh, uh, above the top shelf on the, on the bar, that was where the Mexico game was. And the ten big screens had Guatemala USA that was on ESPN too, so the guys could be watching, you know, watching the game at home. And uh, yeah, so it was me and this other guy, like the one other guy, we're watching the the Mexico game. It was it was uh, it was it was pretty funny. Then I go to a bar in Houston, Texas, and uh, it's uh, <laughs> dominated by by Guatemala folks, which was, I thought was you know it was great. I had a great conversation with the guy about, about Guatemala. He was he was. <laughs> He's, 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 he's like, this is the worst thing that could happen to us. And I was like, what do you mean? He says, because we're not going to, we says, we're, it's going to be so close, but we're not going to, and he was, he was just like, he, he didn't think that they were going to win the, uh, that they were going to get a chance to go. He thought they were going to, and of course they ended up losing it in the last week. So he's, he's like, we're never going to get the chance again, and I just don't know if we're, we're good enough to take it. And yeah, wow. it, was, uh, it, it was pretty cool. It was, it was a good conversation. It was very honest. He was a he was he was a good guy. So Joel, a lot of opportunities for folks at the uh, at the Gold Cup. I mean, I think that that would be wise to to see what he has, you know, especially in the you know in the first uh, and then you know figure out who's who's playing the best and play them in the final. I mean, why not? I mean, you got to find out what you got, you know, find and find out you know, at the most what you know what these players can deliver when you know stakes are a little. A little meteor. So, hopefully, we'll see a lot, of, a lot of new blood at the uh, at, at the Gold Cup. You know, and hopefully, players that get the opportunities take advantage of the opportunities. Because I think if Mexico does that, I think Mexico wins the tournament. But if Rodolfo Pizarro comes out and has terrible games and is just just a liability, then Mexico's not going to win the tournament. So. Not that I'm pinning it all on Rodolfo Pizarro, but uh, but 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 guys need to step up and they have they have they have the chance here. Let's see what they can do. They well, I've been I've been saying that John, this is Pizarro's cup to shine, and I do think he can he can steal the show. You know, he has the 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 he 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 could be that guy for uh, for Mexico. Yeah, he, he has he has a temperament for sure. He has a yeah, and this is his rematch. That's right, his uh, his uh, revancha. His revancha. He got unceremoniously got cut out by by uh, Osorio. That's right. And then he said, "Well, I can't play in that position." And I was like, Dude, "That was the wrong <laughs> thing to say." But, you know, it is what it is. He said, "He said he's putting me in a position where I just I can't play my best." You know. Right. And it, it kind of sounded like he's sabotaging me. I don't think that's what he meant, but I guess Osorio was like, well, you can't play three positions. <laughs> you know, like I was into polyfuncional players. Oh. You know, actually, I, I, I actually appreciate what Will Osorio because I think in the long run, what he ended up doing was just putting guys in a position where if they had to play it in a really big game, they would be able to. And I think in the Germany game, it absolutely paid off because he had guys playing and, you know, j- just because they had to be so defensive, uh, you know, there were guys that they, 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 like Mexico didn't panic against Germany. 
uh, which they have in the past. And I thought that that was really telling. It just, you know, unfortunately didn't work out the rest of the tournament, but. But it, I mean, you could you could see like the whole everything. I like the in Sweden. <laughs> we, yeah. saved, we, we saved it for Sweden. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Yon, on that note, Ugh. we have to <laughs> have to call it a night. Yeah, I, I was I was looking back, Joel, at uh, <laughs> uh, real quickly about uh, what what we said and wrote at the end of the. Uh, of the World Cup, and we said Mexico had a chance to go into the bracket, where there was like I think only two teams had one World Cup. It was just, whatever it was, it was like nothing to the bracket where there was like teams that won eleven World Cups or, or, or some, <laughs> and that's where they ended up was in the bracket of the eleven World Cups. You know, five, you know, whatever it was. It's like, oh, yeah, ouch. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, 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 it was rough. Oh, I think the other one was like just England and Spain. So it was two World Cups. And then the rest of the World Cups were in the Mexico bracket. Of course, you know, playing Brazil, the, the pentacampeon, as if that, that's not hard enough. So, anyway. Yes, yeah, so yeah. well, time for us to go. Uh, definitely a good spot. Uh, uh, glad that you were able to join us, Joel, uh, here in the Cantina Mekis podcast. Hopefully we'll get the, as, as the uh, Gold Cup rolls on, we'll start getting some more of our, our folks joining us uh, here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. But as always, Joel, a pleasure to visit with you. Always. And, uh, Always a pleasure, Yon. Now, now I understand, Joel, that uh, that, that you are a, a Chiva de Hueso Colorado. I think that it was. Uh, there's no, uh, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That was a. Uh, I'm sure that must have been a great feeling for you as a kid, or whatever it was, maybe as a young adult, to walk in and realize that they're all wearing the, the Chiva stripes. No, um, I wasn't to that extent. <laughs> Not to that extent, but yeah. So so, I mean, what, what, how do you do? You guys like 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 do a little like a little go like, when when you all, you all no. see each other? Or, <laughs> no, you know, no, we no? don't. Do... <laughs> that would just be weird. No. <laughs> no. So my wife was playing for me, and I was, and I thought it was it was it was it was just not true. Apparently, goats scream like people. Are, are you aware of this one? No. <laughs> No, no, I'm you should, not. You, you should, you should look up. You should look. In fact, I will. I don't have my. I don't have. Oh man! So is that going to be a new drop? <laughs> I'm just telling you. Just, just. You're warning up. me. Just no. I'm not warning. It just, it just, it, it sounds like a human being. It is freaky as hell. I, I might have heard one a, a while, like, a few years back. I think there was like a, like a YouTube video on it. Uh, but I'll look for it. Yeah, I'll look for it. Yeah. So, so when I saw that, I was like, "Man, why haven't I been using this for Chivas all along?" Good lord. Yeah, especially for the Chi Hermanos. Oh yeah, you will you will definitely like it if you want to use it in that. <laughs> That's because it's, it's it's pretty funny. Man, I wish I wish I had my my little. You know what? I don't think I have my estuche. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely worth. Uh, Worth, uh, worth worth looking up, and it'll, it'll definitely be something that I'll add next week, for sure. Well, we will uh, we'll, yes. we'll talk uh, next week, uh, and we'll be. Uh, I'm trying to think of what second set will be more. Uh, well, such as Gold Cup, and we have Women's World Cup, and we have Copa America, which uh, 
Aye, aye, aye. Which Mexico should be playing, but now it can pass. Joel, we'll talk to you next week. Yes. And for all of you, thank you very much for listening here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. We do appreciate it. Uh, we'll be on again next uh, Thursday, about the same time, 9.30, 10 p.m. Central. My name is John Jagu for Joel Aceves. And everyone else that helps us here on the podcast, I bid you all a very good evening. Thank you very much.